Hey guys, welcome into the Well 2540 podcast. Uh, today is Wednesday, June the 17th, and this is episode number 10 of our weekly podcast that we are putting out. I hope all of you are having a great week so far and continue to have uh, for the remainder of the week. Um, just reminding you guys that we are still in prayer um, for this nation, for this world, uh, for you guys. Uh, crazy times we're in, but keep the faith, hold on to God, and all we can do is trust Him that He turns this evil into good, which is what His Word assures us that He will do. As long as we keep our hope and our faith rested in Him. I want to talk to you uh, for a little while tonight on a, a person in the Bible that I have never myself, maybe you have, but I have never heard this person taught on or preached about uh, during my walk with God. I've just I've never heard anyone uh, talk about this particular person, and it was kind of strange. I have traveled some this week for work, and I did a video Sunday night on our Facebook page from the hotel room where I was staying on a thought that I had while driving down uh, to where I was going on Sunday afternoon, and I had talked about in the video about in this day and time, such as Noah built an ark, and God told Noah for him and his family, all of his family, to go inside the ark for what was about to occur on earth. And the thought that I had that I shared on the video that night was us as families building our own ark within our home for a place of safe dwelling and a place that during all of the, in the midst of all of the distractions going on out in the world today, that we are to spend our time away in our secret hiding place, the prayer closet, and seeking God's face and building that ark within our home for our families, just as Noah and his family got on that ark and were held in God's protection and his safety. That's what I shared on that video Sunday night about building an ark. Uh, had no thought of this message that I want to share with you tonight at that time on Sunday. Uh, during the day yesterday, uh, driving back, I was just, you know, thinking about God and praying while I was driving and actually listening to uh, the audio Bible while I was driving and came across something that I heard that made me think about this. So I did some research 
um, listened to a couple of audios while driving last night and then did uh, some more research today and this afternoon and going to be a little different, but I want to share this with you tonight. This particular person in the Bible that I'm speaking of is first brought to our attention in the book of Exodus in chapter number two, but her name is not revealed in Exodus number two. You have to go over to the book of Numbers in chapter 26 and verse 59 to get that information. And I want to read that verse to you out of Numbers chapter 26, verse 59. And who I'm speaking on tonight is Jochebed, which is the mother of Moses. Amram was the father of Moses, and Numbers 26, 59 tells us, and the name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, whom her mother bare to Levi in Egypt. And she bare unto Amram, Aaron and Moses, and Miriam, their sister. So you've got Amram and Jochebed, the mother and father of Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. And I think it's important that you remember that Amram and Jochebed were both from the tribe of Levi. So if you go back to Exodus chapter number two, and I'm going to give you just a second to get there to follow along with this if you have your Bible nearby. And I'm going to begin reading in verse one of Exodus chapter two. And we're talking about Jochebed at the time of the birth of Moses. Exodus chapter 2, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 10. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. There, it does not give you her name. It just says that he, the man of the house of Levi took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister, stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the river side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, 
Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, Because I drew him out of the water. Father, I thank you for this time tonight with every single listener on this podcast, whether they be listening on on this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever, a week, a month, down the road. God, I thank you for this word tonight. And Father, I ask you that you allow us to receive this word, that God, that we receive this word, and that God, that you bring back this word to our remembrance in the days to come. Father, I ask you to anoint me to deliver this message as you have given it to me. And I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we have a man and woman, husband and wife, both from the tribe of Levi. And we have the husband, Amram, and the wife, Jochebed. And this is, this is during the time when Moses was conceived. Amram and Jochebed wanted a family. They ended up with the three children, as we discussed earlier. But at this time, there probably could not have been a worse time to bring a child into the world where they were. Because at this point in time, Pharaoh had given commands out to Egypt that every male Hebrew child that was born was to be taken and thrown into the Nile River, which is the largest river in the world. And he wanted these male Hebrew newborn babies to be thrown into the Nile River to be drowned. Because what Pharaoh knew was that was a way to prevent the Messiah. So when this baby was conceived by Jochebed, and the Bible tells us that the baby was born... And when the babe was born, the Bible tells us that Jochebed saw that he was a goodly child. And goodly in the Hebrew means good, excellent, and valuable in estimation. The Bible tells us that Jochebed saw him, obviously, he was her child. She loved him dearly, but she knew that the love she had for this child, and when the Bible said that she saw him as being a goodly child, she knew there was something special 
about this baby. And when, when birth was given, knowing what was going on during that time where they resided, fear had to have set in because they knew the commandment that Pharaoh had put out to Egypt that every Hebrew male child was to be th- that was born was to be thrown into the Nile River. Again, Jochebed loved this baby, but she had to have known that this was born of God. You know the rest of the story on Moses. Once he was given back to Pharaoh's uh, daughter, she raised him and the rest is history. You know the fact that Moses was the one that led the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. You know that Moses was the one that during the time of leading the children of Israel out that he lifted his hand and the Red Sea parted in order for them to escape from the Egyptian army. One of the most dynamic men in the Bible was the baby that Jochebed was now holding as her newborn son. And the Bible says that from the fear that had to have, have, have stricken the parents, the Bible tells us that they hid the baby for three months. And for this message tonight, I want you to keep three points in mind. And I would title this message tonight, Conceived, Concealed, and Committed. Conceived was obviously Jochebed conceived this child. We talked about him being born in the most difficult of times. And the child was born. And when that child was born, and the Bible tells us that they hid this baby for three months, Amram and Jochebed concealed this baby. They hid baby Moses and they shielded him from the world and the enemy, Pharaoh. Within their home, they tried to hide him from the enemy that was out to kill him. Can you imagine as a mother, how tight, and as a father in Amram, how tight they must have held this baby and how hard they must have prayed. And I think that during the three months when it said that she, they, she had hid him for as long as she could, you've got to keep in mind all of the other newborn males that were being taken away from the parents and thrown into the Nile River. Being that it happened to certain ones around in the quote-unquote neighborhood, the thoughts that had to be going through the minds of 
Amram and Jochebed was eventually someone is going to send word that, hey, my child was killed. How is this baby over here, this family over here allowed to keep theirs? All of these thoughts had to have been going through their mind. I firmly believe, I firmly believe that God revealed the plan to Jochebed. Otherwise, how would she have been? The Bible gives us very specific details about how that ark, that basket was built. And you think about Jochebed and Amram building this ark out of the reeds. And it said, build it with pitch and with slime. And they basically took the reeds that were growing along the Nile River because during that time, part of the reeds along the Nile River was used for food and part of the reeds at the bottom were used to build boats out of. So this plan to do this had to have come from God to Jochebed. The precise instructions that they had on how to build that ark and when they built it, they placed the baby in it and they turned it over to God because they knew they had done all they could in concealing and hiding that gift from God, from the enemy that would eventually find it and try to destroy. So Amram and Jochebed take the ark with baby Moses in it. They deliver this basket down to the Nile and they put their total faith in God. And I just imagine them standing on the bank of the Nile River and praying before they release that basket. God, we've done all we could do to protect him. Now we're placing him in your hand. Absolute faith in God that he would take care of that baby. They committed him to the Lord. The moment they placed that basket in the Nile River and pushed him off adrift into the largest river in the world, what faith that must have took. What faith that must have shown God that they have in his divine protection. I don't know how much time had passed, but do you honestly think that it was by coincidence that that basket just happened to float up into the royal waters to where the princess was going to find it? Because the Bible tells us that at that appointed time, and remember, it's an appointed time, What else would you call it other than the princess going down to the river, which was their custom to do, to bathe, where she was going down to the river in the largest river in the world that just so happened to be where that basket had drifted up into the, 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 the reeds on the brink of that river? 
And to add on to that, it just happened to be the place to where Miriam, the sister of Moses, was also there. And she hid to see what was about to happen to him. Tell me that wasn't the plan of God. And the Bible tells us that the royal princess, the daughter of Pharaoh, she opened the covering, and when she looked inside that basket, she found the baby. And when she found the baby, she said, this has to be a child of one of the Hebrew children. And Miriam, the sister of Moses, Ask the royal princess, do you want me to go find a Hebrew woman to nurse this baby for you? And the princess said, go. Go find me a Hebrew woman that can nurse this child. And it just so happened that Miriam was the one to be sent to find the woman to turn this baby over to, so she obviously goes back to Jochebed, the mother of Moses. They give the baby to Jochebed to nurture and to take care of. And during that time, just in my study, it says that the natural nursing time lasted anywhere from two to five years. Which means that Jochebed had an initial three months with the baby and concealing him. She committed him to the Lord and now she gets approximately three years. And on top of that, the royal princess said, take the baby and nurture him and I will give you wages. From the faith of Jochebed, the faith in God that she had to commit that baby to the Lord and put her total trust and faith in God that he was going to take care of it and that his plan was going to be fulfilled. Only to see that baby return to her to do the nurturing of that baby and she was paid wages on top of it. Who but God could do something like this? The Bible then goes on to tell us that after that allotted time had passed, which was somewhere between that two and five years, that the baby was given back to Pharaoh's daughter and Pharaoh's daughter said, I'm going to name him Moses because I drew him out of the water. And the name Moses literally means drawn out. Conceived, concealed, and committed. She conceived that which was of God the plan of God to be birthed to deliver the children of Israel out of the Egyptian bondage. She concealed that gift, that baby, 
she hid him after he was born from the enemy coming to destroy, to put to death that which was born of God. And then she committed him to the Lord when no doubt in tears and the pain that she must have been going through when she pushed that basket off from the brinks of the Nile River, but totally dependent, totally relying, and totally having faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to take care of that baby in that basket floating down the largest river in the world. What does all of this have to do with you? I have a question for you tonight. And this is what I thought about when I was driving home. There could be any stage that you are in right now relating to what God has promised you whether it be a healing, whether it be reconciling your family, whether it be related to during these difficult times, God taking care of you related to a job, whatever promise God has promised you. And whatever that word from God Maybe it's even a calling on your life or a ministry that God is calling you into. Something in service unto Him in His kingdom. When God made that promise to you and you know it came from God and you conceived it. There comes a time to where you have conceived that of God. And when you know that you know that you know that it is to come to pass and you have that feeling that you're just about to explode and the closer it gets to the birthing of that which has been conceived, the more excited you get just as a newborn child is coming. I remember when my son was born and when we knew that he had been conceived and we knew that we were pregnant and we knew that the day was going to come to where he would be delivered, he would be born. Every day that passed, the excitement just ramped up. And it's the same way in the spirit with us. When God, when we conceive something of God, when he's, when he's made that promise to us, he's told us that word that we know is coming. And the closer we get to birthing that, the more excitement we get. But at the same time, I don't want to use the word fear, but concern because we know that this is about to be birthed out into this world. What are we going to do to protect it? 
And I'm here to tell you, you don't go out during conceiving. You don't go out immediately. Immediately when you find out, and you usually don't go right out and tell everyone. When birth is given, there is a long period of time to where that doesn't leave your sight. When God has made you that promise or God has has placed that calling on you and he said, this is what I'm going to do through you. And you go through that time of conceiving, receiving that word, And when it comes time to birth it, in God's time, it's going to be birthed. And it's a calling or a ministry or something God has instructed you to do. Day one, you don't just run out and do it. You have to protect that thing. You have to conceal that thing. And you have to nurture. And what I mean by nurturing, you have to bathe that in prayer. And you have to wait upon the Lord. And if you wait upon the Lord, after the birth is given, you can seal it while you're waiting on God to give you the plan such as he did with Jochebed. And God will give you that plan on how that is to be committed unto him and how it's to be used. God will give you specific instructions on on when to commit it, totally take your hands off of it and say, God, I thank you for giving this to me. I thank you for choosing me to give this promise to. I thank you for choosing me to do this that you have called me to do. And God, now I commit it unto you. And God, it is totally in your hands that you take it from here. Just as Jochebed did when she gave the nudge to that basket out into the largest river in the world. And I say that because of the magnitude of just the unknown that had to be going through her mind. And it's the same way with us. The magnitude knowing that this came from God, this this promise from God that just blows our mind, And God says, okay, it's time. Has he promised you something that hasn't come to fruition yet? Has he promised you something that you have spent hour upon hour and cried tear after tear over? If he has promised you something, God's word will not return void. If you have conceived that of God, if you have conceived that word from God, 
I can assure you just as I'm sitting here right now that the birthing will take place and then the time of committing that unto the Lord after the birthing of it will come and God will blow your mind in what he will do with that. Remain faithful. Remain in a lifestyle of prayer over it. And God's word will surely come to pass. I have no doubt in my mind that out of all the people across this state, across this nation, even if we've seen in other countries of the world, are listening to this podcast. The situations and the difficulties that surround you, I wouldn't even begin to try to imagine what those are. But if God has promised you, I'm going to reconcile your children back to the family. If God has promised you and reaffirmed to you that he is the healer over sickness, maybe of someone in your family. And can I tell you that it may look like that situation today is laying on death's bed whether it be a sickness or whether it just be a situation that looks like there's no way life can be brought back to this that is the exact thing that God wants to show you that he is able to work in that is the exact thing that when the timing is right God shows up just right on time to do what he says he can do. Are you trusting him? People hear me tonight when I tell you don't let the delay, don't let the distractions, don't let the enemy and that what God has promised you, don't let the enemy come Don't let the circumstances come. Don't let the unbelief come and rob you of that. Trust in him. You've conceived it. Conceal it and commit it unto him. Don't let the enemy rob you of what's coming down the pike from God for you. Because just as Pharaoh was putting out the commandments of every male newborn child to be thrown into the river of the the Nile River to be drowned, Pharaoh was obviously expecting a miracle was about to be born and I've got to do everything I can to make sure it doesn't happen. So therefore, he was taking in account every male that was born to try to make sure that the birth of the Messiah 
would be handled. Can I tell you that the enemy, here's where we get it confused, and I'm saying this and, and I'm getting ready to close. The devil is not all knowing, the devil is not omnipresent. But if we go out speaking a thing, you remember when I was telling you about concealing it? Be careful who you tell what God has promised you. Because if you go out speaking that, the enemy knows what's what God has promised you at that point. If he doesn't hear it, he doesn't know it. Be careful what you speak regarding the promises of God. Speak it to God. Speak it in faith. Absolutely. But I'm talking about just going out to anybody and everybody and saying, God's promised me this and God's promised me this and God's promised me this. Because the enemy will try to, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy anything. All good gifts come from above, from God. And the enemy wants to put a stop to every single one of them if he could. So my message to you tonight is to conceive, conceal, and commit. Just as Jochebed did with Moses. And you look at the mighty work that God did in the life of Moses. Because that's exactly what Jochebed did. She concealed it until it was time. She committed it unto God. And after she committed it to the Lord, he returned that gift back to her for her to nurture, for her to have a hand to instill those things of the Hebrew beliefs to a child that is responsible for the Torah. Basically the first, I mean, those first four or five books of the Bible. Look at what God done in the life of this baby that was placed in a basket and committed into the hands of God and total faith put in him. Are you holding on to that promise that he's given you? Have you got it tucked away and concealed? And have you committed it unto the Lord for him to do a mighty work in your life, in your family's life? And can I tell you that it's probably not going to happen like you think it's going to happen? I'll close with a very quick praise report. My older brother was diagnosed with cancer and the cancer was located back on the back part of his, the base of his tongue, his mouth. And obviously when we got the news, we began praying immediately and he ended up having to go through I think it was 27 radiation treatments 
and either eight or nine chemo treatments. Yes, we were praying for the healing hand of God the entire time. And God could have spoke healing in one word to that cancer and he would have been supernaturally healed. I believe in supernatural miracles from God. But God chose the healing process in a different manner. And the things that I have seen and witnessed during that, and we got word early last week that he went and had his PET scan done. He completed all of his treatments and he is 100% cancer free. And what God has done in the lives of those around him that currently are not serving God. But I can tell you their eyes have been opened. And I can tell you that they see that this truly was the hand of God operating in this. It wasn't like I particularly wanted it. It wasn't like I thought God might do it. But God's perfect in his ways. And he knows exactly what he's doing. And the way he chooses to work out a situation, the way he chooses to work out your situation, it's the exact right way for it to be worked out. Trust God. Don't let go. Don't let the enemy steal it away from you. Keep it concealed away. Keep it committed unto God. And have faith in Him. And watch that thing return unto you in ways that's going to blow your mind. Father, I thank you for this time tonight. And I thank you for this word tonight. God, I'm asking you for every listener to this podcast that God that need that they have in their life God that word that you have spoken to them that promise that you have made to them God I'm asking you to give them the strength to hold on God that they have the faith to hold on to that promise and God that they realize in hearing this message tonight that your timing is perfect timing and God your ways are the perfect ways and that God no matter what circumstance they're going through right now and they may think there's no way through this God show them that you are the way maker God if if they're thinking tonight that this has died God, raise that thing back to life like you did Lazarus. God, I'm asking you tonight to help them hold on. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't relinquish that promise over because of doubt and unbelief. Jesus, when you went in to heal that little girl, 
you had to put the unbelief out of the house. And God, I'm asking you to help every listener tonight to put the unbelief out of the house. Do that thing, God, that you're able to do that nobody else can do. You are God all by yourself. And God, I'm, sh- I'm asking you tonight to show yourself mighty in their situation. I thank you and I praise you and I love you, Lord. And God, I thank you just for this time that you allow us to spend with these people every week. God, it means the world to us and we don't take it lightly. God, I thank you for them. We bless your name and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.